Today's program is brought to you by Neil's Yard Dairy. Selecting, maturing, and selling farmhouse cheese from the UK and Ireland. For more information, visit neilsyarddairy.co.uk. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome to Cutting the Curd, broadcasting live on the Heritage Radio Network. This is Greg Blaze. I'm back from an amazing trip to the 20th anniversary of Slow Foods Cheese Festival in Bra. And I am sort of disappointed because I'd rather be there than here. (laughs) This is the third installment of a group of episodes um, that we put together based on interviews I did while I was at the festival. For those of you who haven't heard about Bra before, basically it's what heaven must look like to any cheese lover. The entire city of Bra, a picturesque town in Piemonte, very close to Alba of truffle fame and Barolo of wine fame, turns into a maze of cheese vendors from countries around the world. For this third installment of interviews, I got a good group of newcomers, my friends Sam Frank, Sarah Aducci, and Lucy Hoffman, and they had a really interesting perspective on their first trip to the festival. So enjoy, and um, stay tuned for more. Hello, and welcome to more remote interviews for Cutting the Curd here in Bra, Italy. Uh, Today I'm with a good friend of mine and uh, a Bra newcomer. Um, Sam Frank. Hello, How are you, Sam. I am great. Great to be here. It is right. Yeah. A beautiful day to sell cheese. Not too hot. You know, no rain. The people are out in mass to get stuff. They buy are. Stuff. They definitely are. Yeah, man. So um, I was wondering. I'm sure you've heard of this many, many, many times. And I interviewed so uh, some veterans. But now I want to get the perspective of uh, of, uh, of a person who who. It's their first time participating in the events, and also just being here. Is it everything you expected? Is it better or worse? I I would definitely say it's uh, better. I mean, it was really hard to imagine what I was coming into, and it's pretty mind-blowing. I mean, if, if if you have any interest in cheese, then I'd say you have to go to Bra, cheese and Bra, at least once before you die. Yeah. I mean... Especially coming from America, where there's so many cheeses here that we will never see. You know, they're either small, such small production, or they'll never meet the compliance standards, or both. So it, to be able to have the opportunity to just walk around and taste like, you know, cheeses aged in skins from uh, Turkey, or like Romanian cheeses that they pack into little trunks, like that are like sewed up bark that looks like a little stump of wood, like this kind of stuff, just like. I'll never see that back in the States, so it's, it's been it's, awesome. It's a little, for me, when I come, it's like I, I get a little heartbroken when I, because I'm, yeah. I, I want everything. Exactly, yeah. And it, and, it, and it really just makes me think that we need to really change the rules. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also very brave and very amazing that in the face of fear and bad legislation and, uh, and uh, 
everything you know that we deal with right now in terms of raw milk that the, the festival organizers decided to only go with raw milk. Yeah. I think that's great, right? I mean, I think it's awesome. I mean, of course, you know, I don't want to bash pasteurized no, milk cheese no, producers, no, no. but, you know, I think just to see the insane variety of cheeses right. that are here that are all made only from raw milk, like, I think it is really important to bring that to the forefront, to make that, you know, a very relevant conversation um, because, you know, it's, it's a lot more work, it's a lot more energy to produce a pasteurized milk cheese and especially one that ex expresses the true flavor of your milk. And so to really put raw milk on a pedestal and show people like this is what real cheese is, this is what it used to be, and this is, there's no reason why it shouldn't be this way. Um, so I, I think it's really great. And it's, I mean, again, coming from the States, it's awesome to be here to taste all these raw milk cheeses that I would never see. Yeah. Once you come here, uh, for me, uh, in terms of events, like, like you said, once I came here, I know I always have to come back here. Yes. I, was a, I would, didn't make the last one, and four years was a long time to go yeah. without being here. Yeah. No, I mean, it would be really hard not to come again after knowing, knowing what it is. Seriously. Yeah. I agree with everything you say. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not anti-pasteurization. I'm just pro raw milk. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I feel exactly the same way. And when you take a look at some of the things that are here, the, the crazy things, as you say, yeah. crazy that are here, and people want that. Yeah. They want that experience. Yeah. As you say, the cheese, may, it, it, the expression, um, expression of the milk is, um, is to me a little bit more and um, more true yeah. with raw milk but but i sometimes some people say that that's a myth that that you can get the same that this, you can get the same flavor out of uh, out of pasteurized cheese i don't know if i believe that i mean you know and it perhaps it's a subtle you know maybe it's not something that's like incredibly noticeable but there's no way that you can say that a cheese that has been demolished of all of its native microflora and replaced with a select few is going to taste the same as a cheese that has thousands if not millions of different species of bacteria that are native to that milk because of where that milk is made. Certainly. Certainly true. The access that you get while you're here, uh, that was what my first, the first time that I came here was something that I, that I took away with me and I'll never let go of. The things, the people that you meet here, yes. the little relationships that you make yes. when you're in the trenches with yeah. someone working, or uh, when you have one of those dinners or presentations, you're plied with a little wine and you're in these sort of magical settings, yes. you know? absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah, for me, I guess the highlight was uh, going to a talk on Turkish, Indian, and Georgian cheeses. Right. And uh, the last two speakers were... Uh, a Georgian cheese expert and a Georgian natural winemaker. And the energy that they brought with them and just the, the pride that they had in being, able, in being here and showing to the world like what Georgia, what Georgia has and what, what the, their amazing cheeses and their wines, like, yeah, that's what this is all about. It's that, so inspiring. It is. That was a, a question I was going to ask you, and I'm glad that you brought it up. One of the things when I first came that I was not surprised by, but what that was most enlightening to me was to meet a non-European, 
or or Northern European, maybe, yeah. or uh, non-U.S. or um, you know Western Europe yeah. cheese makers. Yeah, I met a man I think from Cameroon the first time I was here. Really, and and that, that's what's amazing to me because you really get this interesting perspective that this thing has been in your in a, in the culture. Uh, all cultures for thousands of years yes and even yes. with the most modest of equipment and means you still can make this wonderfully expressive product that's also important yeah I think that we get away from uh, sometimes and I'm, I'm not saying this to bash anyone either I just think that the, the you see some of the real reasons for cheese when yes. you speak to people like that yes because they need it yes you ne- well, yeah need and you still who still live a pastoral existence that doesn't exist anymore in the United States it's true that never really existed the way that it does here and the way that it has here for so long yeah yeah it's, it's really true and the amount of humility that I mean that they all bring is also you know very humbling it's fantastic yeah and the Latin lastly what also I love, um, I was I was uh, sampling out and then helping to help pitching in somewhere, selling a little bit of cheese. I love to see very young people yeah. eating the cheese, you know, yes. almost toddlers, yeah. little kids, and I and I think that that's that's a wonderful thing. I mean, it's yeah, it's awesome. You know, when it, I was a child, my uh, my cheese uh, knowledge began and ended with you know craft like, sure. craft singles. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was it for me. Well, so to see kids like putting like the gnarliest looking brown old ass cheese in their mouths and then like smiling is pretty awesome. That's the best, man. That's yeah. the best. Yeah. Uh, those those are our uh, future mongers. That's right. Future makers. That's right. Future customers. That's right. Thanks so much for your time, Thank Sam. you, Greg. It's always an honor to speak with you. <laughs> Super nice to talk to you, Sam, and uh, get back in there, man. All right. Ciao. Ciao. Today's program is brought to you by Neil's Yard Dairy. Neil's Yard Dairy selects, matures, and sells farmhouse cheese from the UK and Ireland. They work with about 40 cheesemakers, they visit them regularly to taste their cheese, and select the batches they want to mature and sell. Amongst the cheeses they select, there is a great deal of variability. Cheese can change hugely depending on how it's treated. They have a range of temperature and humidity controlled maturation facilities at their warehouse in London, run by a team who are dedicated to ensuring that they sell their cheese at its best. As the cheese is maturing, they continue to taste through the stock to ensure they're aware of how it is developing over time. When the cheese is ready, their attention turns to directing the right cheese into the hands of the right customer. They have three cheese shops in London, an online shop, and they're a regular site at markets around the country, and have a UK and international wholesale trade. For more information, visit neilsyarddairy.co.uk. Hello, more, more, more raw interviews. 
little ones. I'm here with my friend Sarah Patucci. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm holding up. Yeah, it's a worker. Work yes. the booth, the GFI booth. Yes, indeed. Hawking for American Jasper Hill. cheese. Yeah. Yep. And there was um, less Americans here this year. It's just a tight group. Indeed. I was lucky enough to be able to um, to be back there and sling a little bit of cheese too. Yes. So I uh, I was really really happy to do that. Um, Anyway, I just was collecting some interviews yes. from uh, newbies and not-so-newbies, and, and you are a not-so-newbie. True. I was here six years ago, and I missed the last one, which was crushing, and I decided at that point that I was not going to miss another one. So here I am. Come hell or high water, I made it here, Yeah. and uh, I always love to work the booth. I worked the GFI booth the first time I came, and it was so much fun to be behind the scenes, um, hawking cheeses. I speak Italian, so that's awesome. Um, gives me an opportunity to learn all of the cheese words that I never learned when yeah. I was 16 years old. Yeah. And uh, just a great thing to share American cheeses with mostly Italians, but a lot of Europeans. Sure. Too. The reception is, is fantastic. I feel, um, and maybe you're, you can um, confirm or deny this, the fact that they, uh, they changed the focus this year. The raw milk yes. cheese is the king here. Yes. And that's what you need to be allowed into that little area, right? Yes. The, uh, into Affiner's uh, Alley. And uh, I think that that you the one the cheeses that were here mm -hmm. the American cheeses that were here maybe stood out even a little bit more to the Italians and Europeans that you were tasting them to absolutely I would say that's true I mean I think the reception was fantastic um, I mean the group of cheesemakers that were here you know Jasper Hills Marie Gouda Andy Hatch from Uplands Cheese the beautiful wonderful people from my home state of Virginia were yeah. here the yeah, Meadow yeah. Creek Dairy folks yeah. and their cheeses are awesome yeah um, and of course Rogue as well um, yeah. I mean I think that I think it's a little bit surprising sometimes for Italians and that are tasting to suddenly realize like where are these cheeses from what wait oh gosh they're really good yes. so we've uh, we've come a long way I think in American cheese and it's an awesome thing to to see people's faces when they taste and say like, oh, I would have never imagined that you guys actually have good cheese too. Certainly. And uh, I think it's also stellar that they were all raw this year. I think that's a really great focus. I agree. As a veteran of many festivals, mm -hmm. uh, I, there was a, a consensus or an opinion that the festival was quite large and uh, and then not that, you know, it just was quite large and a different kind of uh, atmosphere was maybe being created or, uh, and I can say that as a person who's come here many times, right. uh, but, but I feel like everybody has a right to come here, obviously. Truth. So it's not an exclusionary thing. It's very inclusionary. And I think that um, just taking a firm stand and saying that people, only people who create raw milk cheese uh, can come. Right. Uh, I think is uh, is brave of slow food True. and a very litigious and fearful climate. True. And um, I also, uh, what I noticed about the American producers that were here is that uh, they're classic producers. They're um, uh, producers that are uh, uh, like type legacy. Pleasant Ridge Reserve is like a legacy producer. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. th these are the cheeses that I've purchased in uh, my career for the longest. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, there's a lot of new cheese in America, and, and uh, a lot. And um, 
sometimes it's crowded mm -hmm. and it's tough to decide because you want to support everyone. True. The costs are high. The cheese Truth. is good, but the um, the ones who have done it longest still do it best. True. And it's the simple uh, practice of uh, grass-fed animals, mm -hmm. summer milk cheese, mm -hmm. things like that. Uh, Rotating the animals on the different pastures. Truth. That's what uh, Andy does, and uh, that's what Mike did before him. And Meadow Creek too. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. And uh, those cheeses have been in my world for a long time. So yeah. it's nice to see that uh, those guys who sometimes may feel, and I would, I this is my opinion, right. obviously, and that's most shit that I say here is, um, <laughs> and they. Um, must be happy in a certain way to know that uh, that they still they still uh, stand out and yeah. are the, that are the, the they're the leaders. Oh, they totally are. I mean, they're the the beacons for all the other cheesemakers. Certainly, well, this is how it's done. And yeah, I think there's a more open communication of helping other people do that too. So. Yeah, I think that what you know there's a, a good quarter million people rotated through here. Oh, you know, gosh, said something like it that. It was insane. Um, it's very nice to be behind a counter. Sure, a little protection. <laughs> but um, I think it's also really impressive that at a festival where, where you know everything for the most part was of a raw milk nature, and yeah. uh, this uh, that not only were people flocked to it, they don't care, they just don't give a shit. It's a great. Yeah. And that's I yeah. think the attitude that people should adopt in our country. Definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. Do what you do well. Just right. keep doing it in yeah. the face of whatever right. that you have to work through to get there. Right. Bra, bra always shows that to me. Mm -hmm. You know. True. So, um, and I, I, I think it's interesting. Um, would you speak with some people who uh, Americans? This was their first time. Um, I'm trying to think of some, uh, yeah, I think there were a lot of cheesemongers from the U.S. that I right. talked to. It was their first time. Right. And it's just overwhelming. It's an overwhelming cheese nerd experience. Sure. It's like cheese mecca, basically, yeah. in my opinion. Sure. <laughs> because you're just surrounded by hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who are as passionate about the same thing that you are. And that's just a wonderful, wonderful experience. Plus, you get to eat a ton of cool cheese that you never get to see in the U.S., yeah. particularly now because they're all raw milk here. Yeah. So, I mean, to be able to taste... A little heartbreaking. Oh, I know. It you can is only smuggle crushing. so much back in your luggage. I know. I'm trying to decide what my cheese are going <laughs> to be for, uh, you know... Exactly. <laughs> They're going to have the beagles out in uh, JFK yeah. Airport. Oh, I bet they're going to be pretty strong coming out of this one. Hopefully we'll all make it through with our contraband. Yes. <laughs> it's good that we recorded that. So I know, that yeah, know. so that they know who we are sure. and when we're coming back. <laughs> yeah. Well. By the time this airs, we'll be already through, though, right? Yeah, or I'll be in jail for something <laughs> yes, else. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but really, really, uh, yeah. it's a pleasure to have seen you here and... Uh, you know your words are—they ring true. It's great. It's yeah. a great thing, and I and I wanted to do uh, uh, a bunch of interviews here to make people jealous and uh, make people understand that they should come here. Yes, Dedicate absolutely. A time. Absolutely, and, it is and, uh, well worth it. Yeah, and come here and come here when the the festival isn't going on. It's Bra is a it's a fantastic town. It's a, the birthplace of slow food and. Uh, they really, they really do it well here. Absolutely. So. All righty. Thank yes. you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. It's so nice to meet you in real life. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Ciao. Hello, this is Greg Blaze again, recording again from Bra remotely. Uh, I'm at um, 
Fiorenzo Giolito um, at, the, at Giolito's Tea Shop outside of Bra. Um, some of my colleagues from Italy just came in. Um, this is one of my, my, best, um, my best times in Bra. Um, every time I come here, it's the, it's the last and best thing that I do. And um, it's a nice aperitivo and a chance to really mingle with some of the local people of Bra. And uh, as uh, Giolito's generational and the shop has been here, taste some great cheese and also meet some new people. And um, I, although I know my little guest here, my friend Lucy Hoffman. How are you, Lucy? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. Uh, this is her first time coming to the Cheese Festival in Bra. And I interviewed some veterans, and I'm also interviewing some Thank people you, who are coming for the first time. And uh, I was thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. He was great. Uh, the guy who just said that uh, fed me goat's milk gelato, and it was really, really good, really, good. really delicate, <laughs> really good. Yeah, it was really good. Amazing. Yeah. Jolito's uh, little gathering always has some cool people, and uh, really just a really nice, uh, familial, and friendly atmosphere, wouldn't you think? Absolutely, and it's a nice reprieve from the hustle bustle yeah. of the show which is which is amazing and surprising to me as an American to see so many Italians showing up for artisan cheese like this. Why does that surprise you? Um, you just don't see it in the States. I, I, what do you I, mean? So, like okay. county fairs and okay, stuff like so that? Okay, let's, so let's rewind a little bit, right? So sure. I work for a company called Cypress Grove, uh -huh. which straddles two worlds. It straddles the artisan cheese world. We make artisan cheese. We make goat cheese, which is unusual in the United States, is new to the United States. We also operate um, with a lot of the largest retailers in the country. We work Sheep. with Whole Foods. We work with Costco. We work with H-E-B. We work Certainly. with Safeway, mm -hmm. Albertsons. We work with Kroger, Murray. So we're reaching a lot of a lot of consumers. And the part of the country that I cover for Cypress Grove, I'm the regional sales manager for the entire middle of the country. And so I'm out there on the front lines, as it were, um, for a company that's based in Humboldt, California, you know, Arcata, California, which is really remote and really in a part of the country that's um, ahead of other, ahead of Texas, ahead of Nebraska in terms of, you know, goat cheese awareness and, and maybe other animals. Some and just pioneers came from there. Uh, Mary uh, was part of the, this really early cadre of, uh, of lady goat cheese makers. Right. And, um, and the coasts in general, yeah. they're a little bit more... Um, What's well, different culture? It's a different culture, and, and and they're more accepting of 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 artisan cheese in a way. Well, the cheese is different um, on the in California than it is in Wisconsin. Uh, there's a lot of artisan cheese that's been made in Wisconsin for a long time, but it's just different stuff. But I it's understand all, what you're saying. There's a lot saying. of cow's milk. But so you come here to you Bra, come here to Bra, and, and what do you see? What well, what do you see that startles you? You said the people, the the people that come, the Italians that come because you didn't expect that so from Americans. So the volume of people that show up Huge. for for artisan cheese or just for like in Italy every region every place has its cheese there's mm -hmm. bra cheese in mm -hmm. Tuscany they have pecorino in, yeah. in Calabria they have mozzarella in Puglia yeah. they have burrata yeah. so in the United States you don't have that you have Wisconsin yeah. which very much has its cheese culture and uh -huh. then there's the rest of the country yeah. 
which doesn't really have the same cheese culture. And maybe California is starting to build one, right? And you have more right. acceptance of that on the coasts. But what I was mentioning how, earlier... How long, just may I ask you, how long have you been uh, working with cheese? For five years. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And yeah. uh, you and you, uh, and you already uh, got to come to Bra? Wow, that's impressive. I brought myself here. The I company brought my... didn't send you here? No. So I came, oh, I, I used great. to live in Italy. Sure, sure. So, so three years ago, I worked for... For a, uh, I worked on a pig farm in Tuscany. Uh, so you know the culture here for food. Yeah, yeah, I speak Italian a little bit. Certainly. And so this is the first time I've been back. So I, I left three yeah. years ago, August yeah. 31st. Yeah. I came back here August 31st, yeah. 2017. Left so, uh, 2014, came back 2017. Three are. years later. Happy to be back? Yeah. In I, Bra? Yeah, so I came back to Tuscany and I, and I did a little tour there. And then I thought, you know, I would really like to come to Bra. And Cypress Grove was very... Um, supportive, so they said, you know, you don't need to take vacation time when yeah, you're in Bra. Yeah, 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 I got gotcha. you. But you were not going to pay for you to but go. You, but you made it. But I made you it. You made here. it here, exactly. And, uh, and um, my thing, and what I've been asking you people, and because it's your your first time mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. Um, but you are immersed in the culture, and a lot of people that you deal with and that you know are mm-hmm. also here in Bra yep. on a certain level. I'm I'm sure. Sure. And uh, I was wondering if you had an expectation. And if and if you did, um, was it met? Interesting. I mean, so I want to say my expectation. I didn't expect, and I'm gonna repeat myself here. I didn't expect there to be so many people. So the showing, crowd the shocked crowd, you. A bit. The crowd of like non-cheese people, right? Because right. I go to the fancy food sure, show. Sure. I go to these other cheese events, mm-hmm. and you see all the same folks, right? Well, and yeah, which, they're all my yeah. friends and I love no, it. It's no, great. I understand what you mean. But here you have so many more people right. showing up sure. just to taste cheese and to be part of the crowd and Pretty to experience awesome, right? this event that's all about cheese. It's great, right? And I'm in the, the middle of the U.S. where people don't care about cheese. They, the cheese is a vehicle to get to something else. It's to get to mm, pasta, I mean, I don't pizza. know if I agree with that totally. Not in Chicago, not at Italy, but like I mean, it's it's a burgeoning. It's a young. It's a young, sure, young, sure, young sure, sure, thing. Sure. Of I course, understand. there are people who care about it, yeah, yeah. but the ma- the yeah. majority of Americans don't know about artisan cheese. Still, mm. there's still so much education and it's to be done. Because you, you work in places that you see that maybe more than absolutely. Than like, but, but here. In Bra. Everyone knows about cheese. Everyone has their local cheese. Yeah. And and and, a, and then knows the history yeah. and appreciates it. Yeah. And it's not like basic cheese. It's it's special and it's specific and there's a reason behind it, yeah, right? That's great. And it's site specific too. So when I the first time I came here, uh, was it was some time ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, when I when I came here, and I'm not being uh, heavy handed or trying to be corny or anything. Yeah. But uh, when I came here. I really realized that I was part of uh, of something that mattered, and it matters where I'm from and uh, where 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 everyone's from because this is also an international event uh, outside of Europe and outside mm-hmm. of the United States and the Americas. I met cheesemakers from uh, from Africa here. Yep. Uh, I met an Israeli cheesemaker here cool. in 2011, mm-hmm. and uh, what it showed me was that this thing cheese. And I think it's great that it's called cheese. is important, and it's important in a lot of cultures. Mm-hmm. And it matters how people make it. And you can take a look at people in different, from here, from different com- different countries, different uh, levels of uh, industrialization, and realize the simplicity of rennet, salt, milk, in the middle of the desert. Right. And how it's just as good and applicable and important 
you can learn from those people. And that kind of blew my mind right. when I came here. Yeah. And, uh, and <clears throat> the fact that they, this year, uh, you, they, you know, they dedicated it to raw milk and only raw milk producers could come to a certain part, portion, right. Right. I think was really ballsy. Because, you know, in America, we want, we are, we're kind of afraid of the government. We're afraid sure. of raw milk cheese and fear-mongering is out there for food in general. Absolutely. And what's awesome about slow food and this part of, uh, of Italy, and this is where slow food was founded, yeah. is that the Italian guys here, they were like, no, let's go the other way. Let's do, let's go let's all raw that. milk. Yeah. Isn't that great? It is great. I, I agree. Or I, I don't mean, want to, if you don't think it is, that's cool. But I think you think you do. I think you. I, you I'm pro raw milk and I'm pro right. maintaining these yeah. traditions. But I'm also not in the camp that believes well, that. pro raw milk doesn't mean you have to be against pasteurized milk. Right. Yeah. That's true. Of that's, course. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely pro raw yeah. milk. But. I, I went and tried a bunch of natural cheeses, right, sure. that have no cultures added sure. to them. And some were good, some were terrible. Some were not good, right? Sure, and, and absolutely. So I also want to dispel this idea that just because it's raw or just because you don't add anything to it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily make it excellent. Certainly, but I would opine that when you come here and you taste phenomenal raw milk cheese yeah. and you get to see tradition and people who have honed their craft and are good at it and been and supported by the bodies around them yeah. how wonderful it can be and when i taste things that you know that aren't there yet it makes me hope that by pushing for things like this being involved with things like this that there'll be more support for those people to get to a spot where their stuff is good because I believe that mm -hmm. the way it started was pre-pasteurization. Yeah. So what was wrong with that in general? But pasteurization mm -hmm. is a response to a particular set of circumstances. Absolutely. Okay? Yes. And like most science in a bottle, it was abused eventually, mm -hmm. in my opinion. But mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to say, um, you know, that's really, like, it's fantastic. It's great to talk to you. Yeah. And, uh, you know... I really, I really wanted to get a mix of people who uh, who were here for uh, both, uh, you know, for a little bit longer and for, you know, for their first time. And it sounds like it's had a good effect on you. Yeah, it's definitely been really eye-opening and just always new experience. I mean, you asked what, yeah, what did I expect and how did it compare? It's like. Yeah. I had no idea what to expect, right. and and all it was was doors on doors on doors opening, yeah. and and people and things coalescing and people meeting each other, like you Fantastic. meeting my friend who's a chef, right, yeah. and having really great conversations, not just about cheese, because cheese can be the vehicle to connect different people who are into the same stuff, Perfect. and that's that's why it's such a fun community to be a part of, is because if you're into cheese and you're and you're here and you're showing up for this type of event, it means that you care about the future of artisan food in yeah. whatever country you're from and not just in artisan food but animal husbandry and food systems and the and 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 in labor and what does it mean to be a business sure. it, you know because these are all for the most part smaller businesses that yeah. are operating and how do we be responsible small business owners sure. in this environment so yeah it, it's it's a really wonderful environment and i'm thrilled to be here and i'm thrilled to chat with you great cool. thank Thanks. you so much thank you and uh i think i can uh, speak for you to say that you'll you'll be back yes <laughs> now, two years from now i will be here there's no doubt about it Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed that. Stay tuned for more Cutting the Curd coming up soon.
Ciao. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.